Hey, everybody. It's a, another fun-filled edition of Lockdown Guardians Catcher Rankings. Uh, some old friend alerts I didn't alert Justin about, and a fun guessing game. Those are always a favorite. We'll get into it on today's Lock. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Guardians. Thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day wherever you get podcasts. If you missed the after show yesterday, I'm sorry to the mad thinker, uh, longtime friend. Uh, we just talked about second base some more. You, uh, not to say that you shouldn't go watch. Go watch if you want more depth. But we did have some people who are sad that uh, they don't know what's happening. So I wanted to throw that out there. Speaking of throwing things out there, I am Jeff Ellis. Locked on, locked on. I feel like a real shill right now. Been in locked on since the inception of the baseball network. Uh, might be doing some crossover uh, podcasts outside of network soon. That's going to be some exciting stuff for both of us. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I'll throw it to you, Justin. And then I'm going to throw some quick old friend alerts in after that. Oh, I think I know who one of the old friends is. I'm pretty sure I do. But yes, I'm Justin. Uh, I don't have any uh, locked on gear. I got a, what is that? That little, that's not a tote bag. It's like a little fanny pack without the, well, I call it like the, a toiletry the, bag. Yeah, it's a little one, a small one of those. I have, I have one of those. That's all I got. Should I, should I be putting that like on my chest or wearing it? I don't know. What I should be doing, but so. that's a, that's all I have so far. I, I would be happy to wear anything locked on, uh, as I have now been podcasting with you since uh, October, and I'm looking forward to the season starting again, so we can do a lot more of these things. But as uh, as annoying as I, I annoyed as I am with the off season at this point, with it being January, and I feel like every day is the same. Um, we are getting into the depths of uh, prospect list season, which I do love. Mm. So uh, we will have a lot more prospect content coming up you know, today and uh, throughout the month of January and, of course, February as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to like I was that statement made me be like, oh, yeah, I started this stuff back in uh, 2019. <laughs> so that's why I got like four locked on shirts and uh a bevy of other items at this point in time through my, my era of, of locked on as it were. Um, I got to prove so, myself, huh? Yeah. Well, I think that's how it is. I mean, <laughs> I'll be, uh, what is it? I mean, it's 2019. So I'll be getting like my four year, like you get one on your, not, we don't have to get into that. Uh, so uh, Heath Hembry signed today. Oh. That's who you were expecting me to talk about, right? Uh, not uh, him. No, there was another one, but not Heath Embry. No, I, I with, actually uh, tried to block that out from my mind. That was, uh, that 2020 or 2021. I can't remember. Like, I don't have the specifics, uh, with that one, but you know, Zach Birdie was into Tampa, which is an interesting group because Ben Heller. Now they've had fire Eisen and Heller, uh, which yes. is also just kind of funny when you, um, when you're, you know, long fan of, you know, the guardians and how things have gone. You know, those are both components from the Frazier trade. Uh, so that kind of stood out when I was just looking at like, what's happening, what's going on uh, again, not a whole lot going on. Uh, and, and then just the news of the day. Uh, listen, we brought up Tanner Houck on the show, kind of interesting that his name is popping up a little bit more. Maybe we'll talk about that uh, in the after show. And then uh Adam Duvall, I would have rather paid Adam Duvall than pay um, Tommy Pham. Those are kind of the big signings of the day. But the outfield market is officially uh, done. 
Uh, let's put it right. that Kevin Pillar got a minor league contract and he might've been one of the best guys left. It's an ugly situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you talked about prospect lists. Are, are we going to play a game with this? Am I going to have to guess the prospects? I, I love the eyes of baseball America. I do not have the baseball America account. I'll just say that. Um, I am friends with so many of those guys, but at the same time, like this is not a knock on them. Don't view it that way. I don't, pay for prospect accounts because i don't like to go and look i mean like i use it for the show but like in my own writing and evaluation i honestly don't want to know what others think i don't want to risk that because i you know i talk about many times like one of my biggest mistakes in some regards is like not trusting myself enough on certain players and then that's because you get into the group thing so what i do know is that they had seven players in the baseball america top 100 uh, which was second most behind the Orioles. And mm-hmm. you told me Espino and um, Williams are 19 and 20, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what yeah. we discussed before the show. So the question then becomes, who else made that list? Yeah. And well, also b- based on Twitter, well, I think, you know, Angel Martinez is a no doubt top six guy in this system. I know he did not make the list based on some other people's um, frustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think of, I, I was actually surprised Espino was so high. I figured with the, the year off and I know it was like what four starts and they were great four starts, but the fact that he barely pitched surprised he was 19, but also, so what do you think about that? And also, uh, I'm, I'm surprised they bunched those two back to back. Like that's always weird to me. It's one thing on like on a, on a, I guess it makes sense. Like from the Cleveland standpoint. Right. But, um, they're very different kind of where they are in their development too, which kind of makes it a little bit weird, right? Like, you know, I mean, I know they're at the same level, but it's like Espina didn't pitch last year for the most part. So yeah, it's a little odd in that regard, but I also feel like, listen, if Espino had been fully healthy, is he the top right-handed pitching prospect in baseball? Maybe like, I mean, or he maybe pitched in the majors last year uh, and isn't still in there. You know, it's, it's an interesting situation to debate or look at or consider, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It felt like they just kind of moved to a point and said, Oh, let's put them back to back. Um, so that, that means I have to guess the next five other guys. And that means I know, you know, we'll get into the catcher rankings on MLB in a bit, but that means Bo Naylor is certainly one of those five. Uh, you are correct. Where do you think Bo Naylor came in at? Top 100, of course, uh, you know, you know, top 100, it's hard to guess, but where do you, I don't know, Bo Naylor, let's say somewhere in the 60s and fifth best prospect in system. Um, Bo Naylor came in at 68. Hey, and it's just at the 60s, right? So, yeah, uh, that's a win. But you said sixth best prospect in system, that you uh, said? fifth best prospect. You think he's the fifth? Yeah, but now I'm starting to think maybe he's higher than that. Okay, so who do you think is next? Or who do you think else made the list? Besides well, well I'm betting there? Valera is third. This is the way things go. Um, he's still a pretty big name. So I'm betting he's third and he's... Uh, I'm betting he's like in the 40s or maybe low 50s. Uh, Valera was next on the list at 72. Oh, so he's even lower than Naylor. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so then I have four out of seven. So three more names to go. Brian Rocchio. 
then he's got to be. Uh, I don't know. I'm betting he's. It feels like he's sliding a little in some places. So is he maybe the seventh guy then? If what well, is he like somewhere in the 80s? 77, Brian Rocchio. Okay. So you've you've got the order uh, down already so far. Yeah. And then uh, I, I'm the last Bybee. one, the last. Yeah, Tanner Bybee is on there. He is 86th. Yeah. So who do you think the last one is? So let's see. We got the big three. We got uh, we got. Rizzo, this is a surprising Blair, one to Taylor. me. So then this the last player. Um, who would be left if they might rank? I'm just trying to think ahead of Angel Martinez. Did they put Chase DeLauder? Did they go draft heavy? No, no chase to louder. Um, Carlos really liked Logan Allen back in the day, but I don't know if, if he's still living uh, living high on the, the Logan Allen uh, dream. Um, I know people are probably screaming at me that I'm missing someone very, <laughs> you know, like who's the most obvious guys. Like if I because my own list has like Cantillo and Cody Morris in the top 10. I'll say that, but I don't know. They're not right. going to be here on this one. Uh, if you didn't put the louder, you're not putting Justin Campbell. Is it Ar- uh, Arius? No, you, you, that, that's where you want to go. It's not Arius. No, I wonder um, if Arius might not be prospect eligible. I have to look at that now. And he's still ranked in a few places. So I think he maintained his. Yeah, eligibility I don't know. Still. No, you, you, it was, it was Logan Allen. You said Logan Allen. Oh, it was Logan Allen. Interesting. Logan so, Allen. Carlos, uh, uh, Carlos still is on that one. Yeah. But lo- here's, here's where it gets interesting. Where do you think Logan Allen was ranked? I, I'm a, I think Logan Allen makes sense in the top 100. Like, he was there last year. You give him, I don't know. I, it's, I, I also could see, like, the hiccup he had in AAA taking him off the top 100 list. And I'll give you, if you didn't see Carl's other comment on Logan Allen, I'll give it to you um, after, after you guess where he is slotted here because that's another interesting talking point. Um. Bybee was 86. And you said that Allen was the, at least the last of them. He is the last think? of them. Does I mean, yeah. but what is the order? Oh, you, oh. you just happened. No. You, oh, you just okay. happened so, to guess them all in order at that point. You just, you know, you, yeah, you were getting them um, all in order the way you were going. So we're, I mean, the way you're making it sound is that he might be, he's not third on the list. Is he? He's not third. No. He is six on the list. He is a, one spot ahead of Tanner Bybee. So they five. like to two two of them that they like put yeah. together. I'm just surprised Allen is up above Bybee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it would have been fair for them to to, to drop Allen out of the top 100 because he had been in the top 100 for the hiccup he had in AAA. But I'm very surprised to see him over over Tanner Bybee, and that was it. So. Well, we know one the, thing they the, they disagree the, with the uh, MLB ranks, <laughs> which didn't include him in it. Are theirs updated um, though? No. Well, I'm just saying they're top ten lefties. I would assume, with as bad as the lefty portal grouping was, that uh, any of uh, if he had been in the oh, top ten, oh, they lefties, yeah, they will yeah, not I, have. I bet, yeah, Logan I bet Allen in not, the top hundred. Yeah, I, I bet that not all of those top ten lefties make the top one hundred on MLB. That's that's something and I then. Why don't I'll I'll give you Carlos's comment on Logan Allen after uh, after a quick well, word we'll, response? Yeah, we'll come around. We'll get a good quote from Carlos. We'll jump over to MLB and talk about catching, where apparently 
40% of the top prospects are with two teams. Uh, so tune in to hear where we're catching lives in a moment on Lockdown Guardians. But firstly, sorry, that got thrown off. Listen, I love Bilt Bar. Uh, they're no longer doing, no, they're still 15% off site wide. I was wrong. I just, uh, I, I had scrolled down the Built Bar Factory Sealed Second Surround Sale. I I like the Puff Box. I would recommend some of the mixes. I love Built Bar. I've been an eater of Built Bars. I mean, for the better part of two years, that's what I had for lunch every day. It was two Built Bars. And that was every single day. And I didn't get tired of it because they mix up the flavors. They do fun things. It is worth checking out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Or you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club and try it there as well. And, you know, that helps show... Um, those companies that it is a product that they want to stock. So that also helps them out. Either one, uh, I would recommend uh, check it out at Walmart, check it out at Sam's Club, go to builtbar.com today. And eventually Justin will get to try some of these fantastic bars. But right now, only I've gotten to enjoy the joy that is Built Bar. I am going to use the code LOCK15. I am going to order some this week. <clears throat> there. I will tell you how I think it is. You've sold me, Jeff. You'll get his unvarnished uh, opinion. That's right. I will not be influenced. This is not a group thing podcast. Um, <laughs> so, Carlos, last take on the top 100 prospects, unless you have anything you're, you're um, surprised feel about free. in that list. Huh? I said, feel free. Oh, so uh, at, Carlos tweeted uh, about the list when it came out this morning. There was one pitcher on the list, exactly one pitcher, this is amazing, that averaged less than 93 miles an hour in his fastball on the top 100. I think we know who it is. And I, I, I retweeted it and I said, Daniel Espino. Yes. It's Daniel Espino cannot throw a fastball above 93. Yes. Not him. Um, I was like, well, looking at the list, I'm like, I know, I know Allen doesn't throw. Uh, he tops out at 94. Uh, so I was like looking at this list. It's, it's easily Logan Allen. And he's like, we have a winner. And I'm like, well, that's great. I never win anything. And, uh, so it felt good, but um, yeah, only guy on the list on top 100 list that doesn't throw above, doesn't average more than 93 on the fastball. That's uh, that's pretty impressive, I would say. You know, to have a guy that you know, this is a velocity world with uh, with with pitching anymore. Like you, everybody's throwing 95 these days. Everybody in the bullpen's throwing 100. Um, I still remember watching watching the 97 All Star game on like. I forget what channel they were showing it on. It must have been it must have been Bally's or whatever. But I remember the commentary where they were talking about Roger Clemens, and he was starting or something, or he was pitching. I don't know if he was starting, but um, they were like, he's one of the premier power pitchers in baseball. You know, his fastball average is ninety three to ninety five, and I was like, wow, they called that a power pitcher. And today, ninety three ninety five is like you know, sort of average ish, and um, so the fact that Logan Allen is the only top 100 prospect in Baseball America's list that doesn't even average above 93. I think is is impressive for those who think that he is as good as he is for for him to make the list and and be where he is velocity wise. But again, I'm also not. Uh, I also wouldn't have knocked them for dropping out of the top 100. But maybe he comes back strong this year and get rebounds. We've seen that before. Yeah, it's you know. It- of course, it'll always be interesting to see how these things turn out and what he can turn around. And, you know, what we've seen just in recent years with guys like... Um, well, Bo uh, Naylor bounced back from 2021 to 2022. Back, so you know, it's always kind of interesting to see 
And uh, Allen didn't even have a bad year. He just had like a bad five starts in AAA. And I'm I'm also going to blame the ball. Like, I'm not saying, you know, he probably, you have to, when you throw 93 and just in AAA in general, you have to be a lot finer. You have to hit your spots, especially when you're like him. But I'm also going to say the ball was a factor because Peyton Battenfield had issues. And we talked to Tim Heron. He said he had to get used to the ball too. So I'm going to say the ball was part of that too. And now that he's used to it, or who knows what the ball will be like this year, because not like Major League Baseball is going to tell anybody it's changed, right? It just is going to change. So maybe we'll have to spend the whole season getting used to another new baseball. So the ball does lie in this case. The ball is is not 100% honest, I think, sometimes in baseball. Uh, the only, I mean, what's the saying? That the only thing fair in life is between first and third base or something? Uh, uh, that's a new one to me. So comment uh, below if you are familiar with that one. <laughs> one I have not heard. Um, so that is uh, definitely uh, – I, I feel like I'm always the one throwing random things out. But uh, for once, it is you with the one where I'm like, I don't know that one. Um so should we move on to catching? Yes. So he's had another prospect in, in pipelines rankings. Yes. And the, the catching list is kind of fascinating. Uh, one, I think some people will be surprised that Bo Naylor is only the eighth best catcher in baseball, that he's kind of on the lower list. Uh, he gets no superlatives on that entire list. The Mets have the first and third best catchers. Um, and the Angels have the fifth and the tenth. You know, I was talking about how I kind of hoped the Guardians would have traded for Logan O'Hoppy at last year's deadline um, if there had been a way to get that done. And he uh, he's fifth. Uh, Harry, four to four. I don't know if he's going to stick a catcher. Uh, Francisco Alvarez is probably no surprise to anyone at one. Diego Cartea uh, should probably be no surprise at two. And then uh, the Pirates, I should also mention, have two. So it's like three teams have 60% of this list. Um <laughs> And then you That's got the Angels, uh, the Pirates, Angels, Pirates, and the uh, Mets. And then the Dodgers, yeah. Mariners, Guardians, and Rockies each get one. But again, I'm not sure Harry Ford's going to actually come up as a catcher. Um, super athletic, his bat might outpace his defense, outpace his defensive position. Um, I'll be kind of curious, like you know, other people who are reading this below, what are kind of your thoughts? Like when you look at something like this, are you a little disappointed? Uh, I, th- I think the thing with Naylor is. I, you know, is he superb at anything? It's not to say that he's not good. I think he's a very good player, but I mean, he's kind of almost better at just doing, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, he's a, he's a dilettante, a dabbler. Um, I should also point out though, that uh, there is a guardian represented in the superlatives or at least a former one. Yanner Diaz gets a keep an eye on mention with, uh, with the Astros. Oh. I don't think he's a catcher at all. I mean, he is, if he's a catcher, he is like, he is, he's a catcher like David Fry is a catcher. Um, but he does get a mention. So he actually gets more of a write up than Naylor does um, on this one. But your thoughts? I, th- I think you, I think you nailed it. Uh, that he, I think that Naylor doesn't have like a standout tool. He does a little bit of everything well. What do they call that? The, uh, um, Something of many master of none. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, master of none. And like I said, it's yeah. There's there's a few different things through it over the years. You could call it, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely a situation where. Um, but I mean, everything's everything's like average, right? Like yeah, you know, the hit, or slightly hit above. tool. Yeah, like hit tool might be like 
fringe at the worst. You know, throwing is is roughly average, maybe a, a tick above 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 average. Um, speed is is about average, which is good for a catcher because most catchers have below average speed. Bo Naylor has average speed, which um, you know maybe even yeah, maybe even slightly above for him. Yeah, I mean the defense we think is average. Power could be average to fringe average. Like everything across the board is is solid. Like there's no there's no below average tools in his game for sure. I guess that's just uh um the sum of his parts, how that how that plays out. And I think he's also one of those guys too that's gonna have some intangibles like and that's and that's what Cleveland wants from their catchers is the intangibles, right? They want the guys that uh, go the extra mile that care about preparation with defense and their pitching staff. I mean that's the why. He, that's why he went out. And he learned Spanish. I think that's why you have a lot of teams that are signing international catchers. I think every everybody wants a bilingual catcher because I don't know if you saw it, but the uh, that Ethan Salas kid, which I'm surprised he's not on this list, considering how yeah the pipeline hype on loves him. new guys, right? But he and was on OB Network doing for it. big money, big money, and just any any draft pick or international, you know, any new prospect, they're like, yeah, he's the best because he hasn't failed yet. But uh, he was on LB Network doing a uh, an interview on MLK Day, and I was watching, and um, he was extremely bilingual. Like you couldn't even tell he, like he had, he was. It sounded like Spanish or English was his first language, but he's bilingual. I think a lot of teams are are targeting that subset now, and you know, Naylor took it upon himself to learn Spanish. He works with his pitchers very well. I think he's one of those guys where, and he has the baseball background, right? Like you know, his grew up playing in uh, competitive tournaments in high school. And, um, you know, the old brother got Josh got in the, into the system early before he did as far as MLB and then Cleveland. So he's got the pipeline there. All three you know, brothers have a chance to be first rounders. It's, you know, and guardians and they have, you know, they have Denzel Clark, who is their cousin, who is a, mm-hmm. a good prospect himself. So it's a baseball family. Um, so I think that's just one of those things where the intangibles might play everything up. So it looks like, you know, all the tools are kind of like average and nothing stands out, but, um, you know, I think, I think that's what, why Cleveland likes him. But, uh, even, even without a superlative on this list, like, I don't think Drew, does Drew Romo have a superlative on this list? I don't I think, think so. he did. He has, oh, I'm sorry. He does fielding. He has the best. Oh, was here, fielding. So. Was he say that was, yeah. that's where I would have bet. Yeah, so even if he doesn't have a, a top tool on this on this list, he's still eighth overall, and that tells you that just because he doesn't stand out in one any specific area, that um, there are still a lot of things that make his game come together. And I think that's why he made the list. I think that's why the Guardians like him so much. So yeah, I you know I think the the comp that might come up at some point, and I don't know if he's going to have the batting average that this catcher had, but maybe a lesser version, just because since he does run so well. Uh, I feel like for those of us of a certain age, uh, Jason Kendall was always kind of like the catcher yeah. who could run and hit. Was had good athleticism and then had that horrific injury. The kind of you know, I remember that. Yeah, it's like one of the 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 you know we don't have a lot of injuries that really just completely undid careers anymore. You know, I've talked about like Sizemore and and Webb and a few other guys, but well, Kendall was one injury. Yeah, and Kendall was like the guy where he was significantly different. But I think you know if everything works it's like maybe less batting average more power but a similar profile if i'm gonna sit there and play a comp game which either love or hate yeah it's a tough one to peg down because not many catchers have bow nailer speed and athleticism um you know you get a lot of guys like 
obviously the gold standard right now is JT Real Muto. I, I don't think Bo Naylor is, is touching that level, but because um, I mean, but but Romuto is a guy who can obviously run the base as well. He steals bases every year. Uh, he had two seventy six. I don't know. Naylor might. Naylor might uh, get there. Real Muto, by the way, this, it was this year's first twenty twenty catcher since Pudge Rodriguez. There have been two 2020 catchers in major league baseball. And, and this year it was the second one real move to the last one was like pudge back in like 97. So I don't know. It's also going to be hard for anybody to get there because catchers just don't play every day. Like real Muto had 139 games played Murphy, 148, like only five catchers this year in baseball qualified for the batting title. That tells you how little everyone's playing. So We'll see how that goes. But, I mean, Naylor should get major league at bats this year. Um, how many um, – if I could throw a random thing at you here. Uh, yes, how many top 100 prospect lists do you think Real Muto made in his career? Like different years or different – Yeah, how many How many ta- How many? many? like years? What, what outlet make? are we talking? Oh, any. so any, any of them. Okay. How many years um, for any of the big three outlets? Let's see. How long was he a minor leaguer? I'm going to cheat here and see how long he was a minor leaguer. Um, I mean, he didn't debut until 2014, and he got his first taste in 2010. I believe it was his draft year. Right? And of course, from I'm Oklahoma. Say, I'm going to say one. That was it. One. Yeah. One time. One. one. He peaked at 70, 70th on the MLB 76 on Baseball America. One time. Again, I remember he came up with the Marlins and he was like a a batting average, like mid power, some some speed. Like he was a pretty middling catcher early on. Like he would steal 10 bases. He would hit 10 homers. He hit like 280 with like not a lot of power or something. And then, I don't know, he broke out towards the end before he got traded to, to Philadelphia. And now he's a star. So that makes sense yeah. to me. No, oh, he's uh, definitely the catcher uh speaking of the we're going to come back in the moment and talk some more baseball on today's lockdown guardians okay uh my i just had a a brain shut down it was it was a hectic day at school today justin what is our third segment uh well we're going to talk about shortstops today that was our our goal was to talk about shortstops. We did second base yesterday, and again, if you didn't listen, uh, we went we went super deep on second base, and we talked about our second base. We talked about yesterday on, on the podcast where Nate Furman, um, who was the other one? Yeah, it was the well, Juan Brito and Jake Fox. That was who Fox, it was. and then and then we decided that we should throw it out and talk about uh, Angel Martinez because most people reject him at second and not yeah, short I mean, long term. And then yeah, we kind of dived into him. like you know the Diane Freezes, Freezes, and the guys like that who. And then we talked about Juan just the Benjamin. overall like, yeah. And we talked about like how are they going to make time for all of these guys? Like where are you going to play them? How it's yeah. going to go? We kind of we got a little bit. It's a into, long game everywhere. Yeah, it's so it's going to be interesting to see. Let's the, the 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 I don't know. Is there a big three in terms of shortstops? I think there is. I mean, it depends on who you're projecting, like. I know, I, I know I'm still going to stick with – I think Martinez can play short. The, like we talked about yesterday was the question is, do you think that he can play short or do you think that he will be pushed off of short because Rokio and Arias or whoever 
even Tana. I think Tana. I'm not saying he's a better shortstop than any of those guys. I'm just saying I think he can play short. Uh, my view is that those guys are better and they will push him off. Is that where you're at? Do you think that he just can't play short, or do you think that there are just guy? The reason he's not going to play short is because the guys in the system might push him over if he, if all of them stay. I mean, who knows? One of them will have to go or somebody. I. I think he would be kind of a middling at best shortstop and they've got some better options. And I think it just doesn't make as much sense to keep him there. Would you trust Martinez at shortstop over Ahmed Rosario right now? No, no. Um, Ahmed Rosario. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I, well, I feel like they're kind of similar. I, I'd probably still go with Ahmed just cause like he's got timing and other things used to playing with the guys uh there but like i mean i i don't think it's a huge discount between the two of them let's put it that way okay so that says that he is just kind of a yeah an average shortstop i mean ahmed's below average if you look at the numbers everything says he's below average i don't know that i think martinez will be below average i think he's just one of those guys that ends up being very average at shortstop so okay so what I think we both agree on the pecking order shortstop wise. It's it's Rokio then Arias, right? Where you flipped. Yeah. No, I agree. Rokio then Arias. Like uh I mean I would argue that like in a weird way Arias has both the higher floor and the higher ceiling, just because Arias has already made it to the big leagues and he looks like he's part of the platoon guy and he has power. But Rokio's me, uh medium median outcome is more likely than a median outcome for Arias. So I said, I don't know if any of that made any sense at all, but um, I do feel like in a weird way, he has higher ceiling and floor. Yeah. I think Rokio is the safer prospect, right? Like you think that we know what he's going to be. I, my only concern with Rokio, and I think I've talked about it before. I know I've mentioned to you, maybe not on the show, maybe not on the show. I can't remember at this point, but um I think there is some aggressiveness to his offensive profile that kind of scares me like a med, like he might swing, be a little too swing happy and not as patient. And that's, that's what's been kind of the issue for med Rosario, I think. And I kind of think Rokio kind of has that in his game as well. Um, the bats of ball skills might be similar. I don't know. I don't think Rokio probably doesn't have, but med Rosario was really fast. Like he, he is yeah. fast. He I don't know speed. that. Yeah, I don't know that Rokio is going to match that speed. Like, I, I think Rokio's ceiling is potentially a, a 2020 shortstop. Um, that's what everybody thought about him at Rosario, too. And people thought him at Rosario was a 2020 shortstop, and people had him rated as a good defender. As you looked up his uh, prospect rankings yesterday, and we talked about this. Yeah. Arias, I think, he, he has good speed. We don't really see it. Like, he doesn't use it on the field as much, on the bases. But he also has 20 home run. He might have 30 home run upside. Like if you're talking about yeah. just pure raw power, he has the raw power to hit 30 home runs. And he is far and away to me the best defensive shortstop in, in the system. Like, would you would you rather see Andre Sitman as a shortstop, or would you rather see Gar- Gabriel Arias as a shortstop? Or I guess you can choose a bit Rosario if you want to go that route. But uh, are we saying just like for will. this? Are we saying for this year or for the future? Um, let's go the next five years. I'd rather have Jimenez because I also think he can be a pretty elite player there. 
Um, and then that opens second base for someone else to play and, you know, potentially be very good at. And then, uh, you know, if it's Martinez, if it's Rokio, if it's RES, any of them can, can play there. And it's a little bit of a less demanding position, I think, overall still for a younger player to, to break in at. And, yeah, like, listen, if you just want to go pure defense, Jimenez and Arias with Arias at shortstop is the way to go. But uh, weirdly, they have not been, like, 100% all defense on the infield. The defensive focus has been mm-hmm. a lot more on the outfield. But, again, you know, I, I think they've shifted. Fly kind ball of, pitchers. Yeah, fly ball pitchers um, overall. So I think that's kind of there. But what's your view? Who, who's, uh, who's your guy in this game? I'm I, I'm sticking with defense at shortstop. I mean, I I have doubts about our aces bat. I think there's too much chase and miss. I think there's, um, you know, in the zone he's fine, but I think he is also an aggressive as hitter, and he he chases a little too much for my liking. So I, I the defense is alone enough is is good enough to make him a starter. It'll I mean look at some of the shortstops out there. Like we were talking about Miguel Rojas the other day, like the the guy who traded the Dodgers. Like there are teams out there that are interested in him and uh, Elvis Andrews and other other shortstops. Some of the, some of those guys just play because of their defense, right? They don't play because they are great hitters. They are at shortstop because they are great defenders and they put up with mediocre offense. I'm trying to think of any other examples right now, but I know Miguel Rojas was one of them. He had one one good offensive year. So there are teams that are willing to do that. And if Cleveland, if it came down to it, they certainly could put our ace at shortstop and his defense could carry the profile enough. And, you know, you're looking at a, a, a hitter with tons of talent and it's probably going to be frustrating because he has all the offensive talent in the world, but it's probably not going to show up in games, but he's still pretty young. But um, for me, like for right now, I would say, I mean, I guess if we're, are we excluding a med in this conversation? Cause I think we all know the answer is they're extending a med Rosario, right? That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not, I am not committing to anything. Uh, here's my yeah, question sorry. for you. If uh, Rojas and Arias are given the same amount of at-bats in the same situation, we're in a world where like they could both be the starting shortstop for the Dodgers, who ends up having more defensive runs saved and who ends up being the more offensive uh, producer? Between Arias and Rojas? Yes. Arias. In both categories? Yes, because Rojas, like it's talking about twenty twenty three specifically. Yes. Yeah, I think that's, I'm going to go with Arias just because Rojas is starting to get a little bit older, and a lot of guys don't hold up well at shortstop defensively at this age. No, and here's the thing: I agree with you. So that's the thing. Like, even Shocking. if <laughs> yeah, even if the bat doesn't come along, or I'm sorry, if the contact rates don't come along, it's still a potential starter just because of that. What we've seen, like if Rojas has been a starter for these years, and there was talk that multiple teams were interested in him then I think that also shows that RES, maybe we're underestimating his value. Um, we'll have to see, you know, how everything shakes out. Like, uh, if 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 Boston comes out and plays well, maybe they'll decide that Adam Duvall in center field isn't the way to go and they want to shift things around and get a little better defensively. Uh, could there be, you know, another team that needs a shortstop? If, uh, you know, if, if IKF really struggles again and Volpe uh, doesn't translate right away, I mean, go look at the Tigers to see that, there's no guarantee anyone's going to translate right away. It's like maybe they would be in the market. I'll be curious to see yeah. if if there ends up being a, a secondary market here. If they do give an extension, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. 
or if they decide that like Rokio is their man. Yeah, we will talk about the Red Sox a little bit on the uh, YouTube version of this yeah. coming up shortly. So that could be something worth talking about. But I, yeah, my my top three right now, shortstop wise, I'm going with Martinez because I think he can play short. I'm not saying he's going to be a better defender than Rokio or Arias, obviously, but I think he can play enough. And I like the bat better than all three of them. So that's why I have him number one. Rokio two and Arias three, personally. And then we have to talk about Jose Tena because Jose Tena is also one of the better defenders at shortstop in the system as well. But talk about aggressive profiles. That guy just, there is, the approach is just so, it's scary. He's young. Again, another guy who's young. He's going to be in AAA this year. But I don't know, the approach, we'll see what happens. But the approach to me, I feel like is going to keep the bat below where the potential is. I feel like one could argue he's the second best defensive shortstop in the system. Yeah. I could uh, I could put him then, up there with Rokio. Yeah. Yeah. And then the bat bat speed is 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 great. I and mean, it's it's a quick bat and everything else. But yeah, there's some and there's I think yeah, there, there's a lot of upside if you can get to it. And then you haven't even gotten into, you know, recent high picks like Gordas Valdez, Christian Cairo, and then the young Angel Janau, who, you know, is making a name. And listen, there was a lot of Carson Tark Tucker talk in ours, so we'll even spend some time on him. But here's the but. We gotta go. So we're going to come back for the YouTube only portion. We're going to talk shortstops. We're going to talk some Boston Red Sox um, in that part. I want to thank you for listening, rating and reviewing. We'll be back next week. It is the off season. So a little more downtime for us, which helps us recharge those batteries. Uh, and, uh, you know, make sure you're tuning in, watching the videos. If you're missing us, watch the whole thing like right there. You know, you're getting more than you would get typically um, before the year in terms of content since we're going with these extra long videos so yes it's not as much as maybe you're used to but it's still more than you got most of the year uh thank you to everyone who is uh you know watching every day commenting again uh gregory you didn't comment today hopefully i did not offend you i send my <laughs> sincerest apologies if i did um and on that note go go guardians go <laughs>